0: Thank you Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is season three, episode 41, and if you counted all of them, it'd be 141. I'm Craig.
1: My name is Brett. And, and Craig. Brett,
0: we're back. Yes.
1: In the Social of the distancing, draft. but back. Yep. You're still in the Blake Bortles Memorial Studio. I'm down here in the Frank Gore Extension Studios in gorgeous Milford, Connecticut. And uh, we are entering day two of the draft it is uh friday april 24th 2020 as we're recording for you guys right now to release tomorrow morning hopefully um and wow the first the first round wow yeah everything went according to script for the most part but a couple of things stuck stuck out and we're going to talk about all of it we're, and, and i have the results if you listen to episode 140 we did five over unders with cinch i have the results of those bets nice uh but first Let's start where we always start. Greg, what are you drinking tonight?
0: Tonight, I have a can that a beer the beer Santa brought me.
1: Oh, no. Are you drinking Compt? I am. That's what I'm drinking. <laughs> I have a can of Compt. There oh. it is. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about Compt. Compt is a uh, collaboration between Bad Sons uh, in uh, Derby, Connecticut, and Armada Brewing. Um, it's an Amarillo and Centennial hopped hazy pale ale. It is technically not an IPA and it is only 5.5%. I could drink five of these and still get up and operate heavy machinery. I probably wouldn't. (laughs) But I mean, like I, the first time I drank this, I'm like, this is just really light and easy going. Now, have you tried it yet? Yes. OK. Yes. And right, so so this is this is not a fresh try from either of us on this one. But, yeah, so I decided last Saturday I was so bored and I knew that this it's called Compt because it's the collaboration between the two breweries with the, the proceeds going to um, one of the restaurant funds. I'm looking to see if it uh, goes uh, to the, uh, the fund, fund to support workers impacted by recent shutdowns in Connecticut. So I went online and bought a case of it. And my wife is like, what are you going to do with a case of a beer you have never tried before and may hate? And I said, I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I said, I am going to play beer fairy. And I literally drove to Craig's house, to Cinch's house, and to our friend and and occasional contributor Sean's house, left four packs on each of their doorsteps, rang the bell, and ran like hell back to my car.
0: That's what he did. Yeah. That is what he did.
1: It it, it killed two hours, you know, and at the end of the day, I came home with a a couple of cans of it and I have it for myself, but, um, I, it's not terrible. It's not great. I mean, I I expected more juiciness out of a hazy, of a hazy pale. It's very light. It's very Mm -hmm. refreshing. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just glad that they did something like this for all the folks who are struggling out there. What did you think of this beer, Craig?
0: This beer, it just, like you said, it's, it's really light. Um, the flavor on it is pretty much what well, how Britt delivered the cans. So basically, you drink this beer, <laughs> you taste hops really quick, like hey, uh, there's away. hops here, and then it just goes away. And this you get beer's. almost a
1: seltzery kind of finish to it. It's not even really a strong beer aftertaste. It's more of a seltzery kind of aftertaste. It's really that light as on the finish, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, some people like that. I you know. I like beers that scream hops from beginning to end. I, I that's just me. That's why I drink so many IPAs and so many doubles. But this one, it, this one is not one of those, but and by the way, let's 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 address the elephant in the room before we get to burning hot takes. In the background of the recording today, you may hear some in- interesting animal sounds. Craig's neighbor's dog is having a rough time today. Um, he is. During warm-ups, we, I heard him howl on several occasions. So if you hear any strange animal noises in the background, we apologize. But this is a result of people having to do stuff from their homes. I mean, we saw last night some strange stuff in the NFL draft.
0: (laughs) We did. Uh, We did.
1: uh, Mike Vrabel seemed to be broadcasting from a closet uh, (laughs) while Cliff Kingsbury had like a castle.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, he did. And then uh, your buddy Jerry Jones was on his boat.
1: Jerry Jones was on his boat. The scariest thing for any Cowboy fan should be the fact that Jerry Jones was on the boat without any of his other decision makers.
0: It was just him.
1: It it was just him. And they still have input, but this is Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones will hang up Jerry Jones' phone when Jerry (laughs) Jones is done listening to people who are not Jerry Jones tell him how to run Jerry Jones' Cowboys. (laughs) So that should scare everybody, but they did a great job. That's actually one of my favorite picks of the first round. Let's get to some burning hot takes. Craig, (laughs) uh, you want to give or receive?
0: Um... Receive.
1: Okay, let's talk about the 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 IPO that happened today. So, DraftKings, a site that I use pretty frequently during the season, decided to make themselves a public company, and today was their initial stock offering. Yep. It wasn't the smooth rollout they had wanted. They ended up, I think, their opening price was twenty forty nine. They ended up at like nineteen and change. Isn't a good idea right now to be buying DraftKings stock given the fact that they essentially have no means of income through their daily site except for like esports? Should they have delayed uh,
0: this? You know, I if they were planning on doing this given the current situation, I don't think delaying it would have helped mm-hmm. because literally, if people you can bet on anything. really so like right now like i got that not right now but earlier today i got an email from them being like hey we're public now have this free entry into a madden simulation
1: oh did they give you a free entry that was
0: nice they did um so i think if they were planning on doing it waiting probably wouldn't have helped at all because who knows when sports will be back in any capacity yeah so
1: so right now i just logged into their site um League of Legends has pools going today. (laughs) Uh, Golf? Yep. I don't know what the hell golf this is. Uh,
0: Probably some PGA golf game.
1: I don't know what CSGO is. Uh,
0: That's Counter-Strike. That's a first-person team shooter. Yep.
1: Uh, NASCAR. There's a ski NASCAR. Uh, What's RL? RL. RL.
0: That's a good one. I don't know.
1: Let's, let's open it up. All right. Uh, RL3K Prodigy. Okay, well, I'll draft a team and see what it tells me I'm looking at. <laughs> Unless,
0: well, you can bet on professionals, esport teams. Rocket League. Oh, there we go. I haven't played Are that in a long time.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. Are you serious? We're to the point where we're, we're taking we're taking hey, pulls on Rocket League?
0: Rocket League, man, it's a hard game to play. It's fun. It's crazy. I, but it's
1: not something I want to do on Fantasy. <laughs>
0: But I'm people not doing bet on Tennessee
1: it. Rocket League, do they?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, you're talking to a guy who got free entries into those stupid simulations in one seventy five cents.
0: There you somehow. go. Somehow,
1: I have no idea. See. I, you know. So I no, I disagree with Craig. I would not buy the stock right now. I, I don't think it's you know if you don't want to lay it, that's fine. I would not buy them because we've never seen this this particular site turn a reportable profit before. their... Their ad war with FanDuel was so expensive that you know it left them in a hole. Then the merger fell through, all that stuff. I think this company is probably two or three years away from taking off. So my plan as an investor – and I, I do invest a little bit. I'm by no means a shark, but I invest a little bit. Um, my plan is to sit back and when – they start talking about an opening day for football, then I pounce. So in August, if they say, okay, we're starting October 1st, I buy at the end of August. And I you buy would, then.
0: You would still do it say, you know, it's a short and seasoned. Games are just players, no fans.
1: Yes, because it doesn't affect the ability to do draft gangs. If anything, we might see more. Last night, the NFL draft posted the highest viewership it has ever posted before because no one had anywhere to go. And no one had anything better to do. There was no True. baseball. There was nope. no hockey. Nope. No basketball. Nope. There was nothing to deuce for a sports fan but watch the NFL draft. So if, this, if the NFL becomes the only game in town and it's the only DFS option in town, then you're going to see an uptick on DraftKings regardless of the fact that people are not in the stadium. So Makes right, sense. that's my take. What do you got?
0: Uh, my, for me, is just a simple question. Are you happy with the chiefs pick? It's bittersweet.
1: And I'll tell you why, because, excuse me, I'm trying not to belch into the mic. (laughs) It's bittersweet because it basically means the end of Damian Williams. It means LaShawn McCoy will not definitely not be returning, which he had indicated he probably wasn't going to come back. Um, it means it's shady's done. It means Damian Williams is probably going to end up as the backup, um, and that kind of makes me sad. Uh, but I'll, am I am I thrilled from a talent point point of view? Absolutely. Um, I did some reading up because again I don't follow college as closely as other folks. I watched, I watched the interview. I'm sure I don't know what what venue this was on. Maybe it was on ESPN last night. But I watched the interview between Andy Reid, um, Clyde. I will we'll have to. Yeah, Clyde, Edward, Jebediah, Mariah, The Wind is Called, Beer, (laughs) whatever. He he had a long last name. Um, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire? Hilaire. Hilaire. I got to get used to that. Edwards Hilaire. So they interviewed him. It was uh, Andy Reid, the GM from the Chiefs. Again, who's that guy? I don't even know who my own GM is. Um, And they were interviewing him, and they were dropping some tidbits. Um, So... They passed Taylor and Swift, not Taylor Swift, <laughs> but two other good running backs that are out there uh, in order to take this kid. And they were both guys I had in the first round, and they, neither one
0: of them went in the first round. Yeah, because there was Taylor and J.K. Dobbins.
1: It, not in the first round. You're, t- you're talking about in the in the pool?
0: Yeah, a pool of running backs.
1: Yeah, and Swift is still out there, too. Yes. DeAndre Swift didn't go either. So they passed up these other guys. So the big question is why? And because Andy Reid has much better capital than, say, a Bill O'Brien, it, people weren't as, so critical of it as they were like, why? So I heard from Adam, Adam Kaplan this morning on one of the Sirius XM stations said that a couple of weeks ago, somebody contacted Andy Reid and said, you need to look at this Hilaire kid. He reminds me of Brian Westbrook. And the response after Andy watched the tape, he texted the guy back and said, this kid is better than Westbrook was. And we all know how much Andy Reid loved Brian Westbrook. Westbrook.
0: He did. He did.
1: Loved him. So that's the reason they took him. The other part of the story was that players should never dictate who you take, but the GM decided to reach out to Patrick Mahomes and just say, What do you think? And he said to Patrick Mahomes, we've got a list of running backs. Don't think about it. Give me your gut check. Who would you want? And Patrick Mahomes responded with one word, Clyde. And the GM wrote back and said, that's exactly who we were thinking to. Hmm. So the GM, the quarterback, and the coach all wanted this kid. I think he's going to be a tremendous addition. Again, it's bittersweet because it's going to mean the end of Damian Williams. Maybe not in the short term, because one of the things I want to discuss today is how impactful can these guys be? Maybe we'll talk about that in a second. But I'm happy with it. What did you think of the pick? Uh,
0: I was surprised. Like I'm not surprised they they picked him, but I'm surprised that Jonathan Taylor is went into the second round. Uh, and, DeAndre if yes. and DeAndre Swift. that makes sense. And
1: DeAndre Swift. I'm shocked. This is not the guy I thought was going to go in the first round. It wasn't.
0: You know, and it? so many teams now are doing the tandem running back thing mm-hmm. that that's why it's one of the main reasons why I'm surprised that they're still there. Yes. Because you yeah, look I, at, you know, because I love Kamara, but when Ingram left, it was a different, completely different, different running game. It's different. Yeah. So
1: it's a different look. It's a way different look. So um, so my qu- my second question for you is Joe Burrow. Yep. Are you happy?
0: I am. The Bengals did something right, finally, for the first time in a very long time. Um, You know, he grew up a Bengals fan. He's He lives two hours away from Cincinnati. Um, he tried to go
1: to Ohio State. He applied and just, to
0: go to Ohio State. He was there, actually, and then transferred.
1: And, yeah, just didn't get the opportunities there.
0: Yep. Uh, So I'm— I'm thrilled about it. I just hope that they put the things around him that he's going to need. My other thing, too, is the offensive tackle they drafted last year that got hurt and didn't even play. Uh, Hopefully, he can come back at 100%. Yeah.
1: So, according to ESPN, um, the next biggest need on the Bengals is wideout. And, unfortunately, some of the best ones, well, according to ESPN, they've got this little tracker, and it says QB, wideout, defensive end, outside linebacker, O-tackle.
0: All right. That, well, okay. Any team can use people on the offensive line. That's, that's a given. They definitely need a linebacker in some manner. Receiver? Ah, that's, that's probably not where I would go in the second round.
1: Well, I mean, T Higgins is still out there from Clemson. He's the seventh best guy on the board, but there is an offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland from Boise State, who I could not pick out of a photo lineup you've asked me to right now. I have no <laughs> idea who the hell he is. But I'm looking at the best available according to the immortal Mel Kiper, and it's a safety, a running back, DeAndre Swift, then an offensive tackle. So, I mean, I guess offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland would be their best fit, and, and, and he's out there. So I, but I was here's, pleased with the here's t- the
0: thing. Would you want two rookies – on both ends of the offensive line, starting.
1: Well, you don't have two rookies. You ha- The guy that you drafted last year will technically be a second-year player.
0: Yeah, but he never played in a game.
1: But he's got a year around the team.
0: He does, but took he never actually in- played in the NFL.
1: Correct, but he took place in practice. He's been He's already familiar with the playbook. Maybe. I might. I might. But, I mean, edge rusher, there's so many good edge rushers right now.
0: There are, so that's why I don't think they need to draft one in the second round and plus they have they have three edge rusters they rotate in that are good so
1: so then what do you want them to do in the second round
0: oh it's so so hard i would go probably linebacker well here's the
1: problem the best available linebacker right now is zach bond and he's number 12 on the list from wisconsin yes You're you're passing both Jonathan Taylor and. Well,
0: here's the other thing: either it'd be a linebacker, or as much as I love Joe Mixon, I'm a big fan of having two running backs. (laughs) If they drafted, if they draft Swift or Taylor, I would not be unhappy. Because a, sorry, yeah, because a it gives you, it gives you room to play around with the playbook. So what happens if Mixon gets hurt again? You know, I love Geo, but is Old. Geo the backup you are going to rely on eight games to cover and then have no one else?
1: And maybe maybe this lights a fire under Joe Mixon. Joe maybe. Mixon has looked entirely too comfortable in his position. Yes. A- and, and he has not produced the way we thought he
0: should. And as we've seen in the last couple seasons, when teams draft a guy that may or may not replace someone, the person who's already there suddenly increases in performance.
1: That's so. what I mean. So I, I personally, I would, if I were them, I would look at T. Higgins from Clemson. But I understand your point. I understand your point. So, all right, let's talk about let's 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 delve even deeper into the draft. Let's start by talking about the over unders, and the results for that. So last week on episode 140, uh, Craig and I did a, a Facebook Live, and Cinch was in the chat, so he gave us picks for each of these as well. So the first one was Jordan Love, over or under. Pick 16.5. Craig and I both went over. Cinch went under, and the over was correct because he went to Green Bay at pick 26.
0: Yes, and everyone is really mad about that pick.
1: Uh, who's everyone? I think it's genius.
0: I think it was a good pick because, again, it's doing what we just talked about with Mixon. You yes. Know, it's giving you a, a backup, and it's, it's securing your future because, let's face it, Aaron Rodgers is a—he's not getting younger— and he has an injury history, he's still good.
1: He's getting older. What happens if he
0: breaks his uh, clavicle again? and, And
1: history repeated itself. A quarterback that was a development project dropped to the last couple picks of the first round. Green Bay went and got him while they had a Hall of Fame quarterback in place. This is the same story from Aaron Rodgers' draft day. Aaron Rodgers was drafted late first round after he plummeted. In the picks, they thought he would go earlier. He was in the green room because they were so sure he was going to go early in that draft. Green Bay snatched him up. Brett Favre was pissed about it. He was like, I'm not helping this kid, blah, blah, blah. It's the same situation. So a lot of people are like, well, Aaron Rodgers is going to be upset about this. The GM, whose name I cannot pronounce. (laughs) Who
0: cares about GMs? I I wrote it
1: down and I still, Guten or something like that. Um, he's, they asked him in a, in a phone call last night, he was like, what does Aaron Rodgers think about this pick? And his response was, I haven't called Aaron yet. So I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is somewhere stewing the, the, the rumor mill is flying. I got a rumor from Mike Wilbon is predicting he'll be on the bears before the start of the season, that Aaron Rodgers I mean, will be a bear.
0: That's crazy. Maybe, but why would they trade him to someone in the division?
1: They won't. They won't, which is why Favre went to the Jets before he ended up in Minnesota, which for exactly that reason. They're not trading Aaron Rodgers. They're drafting his successor.
0: Yes. Breaking
1: news. We all get old. All of us.
0: And quarterbacks get hit a lot.
1: (laughs) Yes. And sports is a time-limited profession as a player. We get old. We start to slow down. We all have to retire at some point. Aaron Rodgers gonna have to retire at some point.
0: Yeah, the but the Packers is, will still exist.
1: Exactly. The question is, will Aaron Rodgers go the way of Brett Favre, and be a jerk about it, or will he sit there and say, you know what? Here's an opportunity for me to show that I am a bigger man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what, what happens
0: doing. if let's hypothetically say you know he get that he uh, love gets to Green Bay. There's a split, well, we're assuming there's a season, all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers becomes a top quarterback in the NFL wins a Super Bowl and then he retires. You know? I mean, I kind of like
1: kinda like the the Alex Smith narrative when they yes. drafted Patrick Mahomes. Remember he that? took the team to fourteen and two. I mean they didn't win a Super Bowl, but fourteen and two had the best statistical year of his entire career so he could go to Washington with a big contract.
0: And then yeah. he broke himself.
1: And then broke himself. But all right, so anyway the whole point of this is Craig and <laughs> I were right about Jordan Love. Pick number two was CJ Henderson. The over-under was pick seventeen and a half. We all knew he was going sooner than that. We all knew he was going sooner than that. He went with pick nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. All three of us had that one right. Easy. Total cornerbacks taken in the first round. This one was interesting because there was such depth at the secondary position that the over-under was four and a half cornerbacks. Craig and Cinch both went over. I went under saying exactly four would be taken. Without looking, do you know how many were taken, Craig?
0: Um outside the main guys? No, which I think it was four. 6. 6.
1: Akuda, Henderson, Terrell, Arnett. Oh god, I can't pronounce this guy. In a in in The guy to the Dolphins and Gladney. Tua. <laughs> no, not Tua, the other guy to the Dolphins. Oh, <laughs> the oh. Dolphins traffic guys with names I can't pronounce. 6 cornerbacks in the first round. 6. And one of the guys on the li- one of the guys who went wasn't on my list.
0: Oh, which one? He's still Noah? available. Oh.
1: Oh, I'd have to look. I'd have to look. Where's the guy who's still available? Oh,
0: I didn't realize that uh, Minnesota drafted a cornerback too.
1: They did. Oh, Trevon Diggs is still on the board. He is. I thought he was going to go first round. I had three. I had three of these guys, and then Trevon Diggs on my list. <laughs> goes to show you what I know. So both Craig and. Since we're right about that one. So if you're keeping score at home, Craig currently has three correct. Cinch and I each have two. But we had an opportunity to catch up because the total wide receivers taken was over under five and a half. Unfortunately, we all went under and six went in the first round. Ah,
0: oh, close. So
1: Ruggs, close. Judy, Lamb, Rager, Jefferson and Ayek all went in the first round. So we were so close to that. Ayak was the one I didn't have on the list. I had five names on my list. Just missed it. So, so we're still trailing by one with one to go. <laughs> the last one was total running backs taken in the, the round. And we know that one went. And it was 0.5. Yep. Craig went over. So Craig gets it right. I went over. So I get it right, but I can't catch Craig cinch went under and oh. fell to third place so the finals, craig got four out of five right i got three right and cinch got two so next year craig yep. put some money on on the book because at four out of five you would have made a couple of bucks
0: nice nice
1: we're not parlaying them all we'll put them up as individual bets <laughs> you'll make a nice little chunk of change there so that was how the uh, prop bets worked out for us in the first round all right so on to more notes
0: how many so, pages of notes do you have?
1: Just one and a half. Okay. And and, and most of it is, is that over under detail. I've already talked about the end the potential end of Damian Williams, I'm gonna skip that. Another forgotten person. So I one of the things that they were talking about today on the satellite radio was people whose jobs change because of who was drafted. Okay. Everyone is happy in Dolphins Land that they drafted Tua. Mm-hmm. What what about Josh Rosen?
0: See the new Don't, Raven?
1: What? Uh, seriously, <laughs> what about Josh Rosen?
0: <laughs> that's this a deep gets, wrestling cut, just so everyone Yeah, knows. that's
1: a deep cut. What about me? What about Raven? Uh, the guy gets drafted by Arizona. He's the future. One season later, they draft his successor and trade him. Yep. He goes to the Dolphins where he says, I'm going to rebuild my career. I'm only a second-year player, and I'm going to lead the Dolphins to greatness. Magic. Fitz Magic st- sits there and goes, hold my beer. The Dolphins get the number one pick and or number five pick. They take Tua. Now, what, now what do we do with Josh Rosen?
0: Trade him again.
1: To who? Who's going to take him <laughs> at this point? Who is going to take Josh I mean, Rosen off your hands? It, de-
0: it depends on the situation. I mean, we don't know. I mean, Josh Rosen may have to live with being a backup quarterback his whole life.
1: And Fitz is still there.
0: He's still there, folks, and he's not going anywhere. So does
1: that mean Rosen's the three now?
0: I would have to say so, yes. Wow. Imagine that. See, this is what happens when you open your mouth (laughs) during the draft. This is what happens. Just saying.
1: Wow. That's that's brutal to me. That's brutal to me. And if you have him in Dynasty, find a way to trade him. Which reminds me, you and I need to sit down and have a war room type discussion. Uh Uh-oh. About our dynasty team.
0: Do we get more tr- more uh, trade offers?
1: No, because I think people are waiting to see how the draft pans out.
0: Oh, that's true. But that's we're right. We have the... to pay more attention to the draft for this.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're sitting at the three pick. We have a problem at quarterback. We do. It's a two QB league. We have Aaron Rodgers and Sam Darnold.
0: Oh, dear.
1: We have to take one of these three guys.
0: Yeah, we do. We do.
1: I I, 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 are we going to we're going to are we we're we just going to take whichever one falls to us and who knows two of them may fall to us
0: That's true. We have no idea.
1: Somebody may sit there and go, "You know what? I'm strong at quarterback, but I'm terrible at wideout. I'm going to take CD Lamb."
0: Yeah. That's what Jerry Jones did.
1: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> on my list too. But I'm like what are we do we just wait to see who and and, and you know I mean and I'll tell you right now, I do want to pick up this um Uh, Edwards Hilaire guy, I absolutely would love to get him on the squad, but he's, I don't think he's going to fall to us and and we can't get him in the first round. So, but here's the other part. So, so we have to have that conversation. All these new guys, we're talking about guys. who are going to make, you know, going to compete for the starting job right out the door. Um, you know, supposedly what's his name? Zach Taylor said, we expect, uh, we expect Joe Burrow to compete for the starting job right away. Things of that nature. Can we really expect any of these guys to do anything from a fantasy perspective when we're looking at a limited to possibly non-existent
0: <clears throat> offseason? I How- would say I would say no because, let's say, hypothetically, we have a two-month season, right? Okay. I don't think teams, those three teams, or now only four teams, Mm-hmm are going to risk the future of their franchise on a shortened season.
1: Well, I, yeah, I don't think so either. I think you're going to see I think you'll see Tua start because the Dolphins want to the Dolphins are going to look at it as we need to get this kid baptized by fire and if it's only going to be 6 6 to 8 games, then so be it. It's only 6 to 8 games aware. But Yeah, but if you look
0: experience. at the Bengals and the Chargers, I Yeah. I don't know if I'd risk it.
1: And how about the Oh my god. What? I like this Herbert kid, but All right, listen, we all know Mike Williams listens to this podcast because he must, because every time I've ever recommended him, he has done nothing. And the weeks I fade him, he goes out there and lights the world on fire. So he must listen to the podcast in an effort to say, fuck you, Brit. He has to. It's the only thing that makes sense. So can you can't you've got to downgrade both him and Keenan Allen. For 2020, because uh, Herbert, we don't know what to get, what we're going to get out of Herbert, we don't.
0: And we don't not be because as time. of right now, as of right now, Tyrod Taylor is a starter.
1: Yes, and there's not going to be any time to establish a rhythm.
0: And Justin said that he's perfectly fine carrying a clipboard all season, so.
1: So my advice is, if you're drafting in our redraft league, you're taking these guys extremely late. Let somebody go nuts and draft Joe Burrow in the fourth or fifth round. We might let it to. happen. <laughs> Let it happen. Let Craig take Joe Burrow in the fourth round. Let it happen. Smile and nod and realize that he just passed up on somebody who's going to outpoint Joe Burrow by 100 points at the end of the year because because of the way this is going to happen.
0: Unless you're in a dynasty league like us.
1: Now, dynasty league, it's different because you're not drafting for this year. You're drafting for the future. Right. So I fully expect, by the way, that our box is going to get flooded with offers for that three pick. Hmm. I've already had every offer I've already turned down has involved this three pick. And really? some of them have been really bad. Um, I'll give you Sterling Sharp and my <laughs> 2024 first round pick. And you're going to send me Devonte Adams and this year's first round pick. No,
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We would need, I want a dolphins level offer.
1: How about this? You send me Sterling Sharp and your first round pick and I'll send you a picture of Devontae Adams smiling <laughs> because that's what it's worth. Some of the offers, I have oh, my God, everybody, everybody wants Daryl Henderson down from us, Craig. Really? Everybody everybody wants Daryl Henderson because Gurley's gone, but nobody wants oh. to pay up for him. Everybody, I'll give him my third round this year and, uh, you know, two bags of Lay's potato chips that have been partially <laughs> eaten for Daryl Henderson. No. No. <laughs> I'm not – no, this is. This guy has a chance to be the future. And it's – here's what's going to happen. Week one, presuming there's going to be a week one, Daryl Henderson's going to go out there and have six carries for 18 yards. Yes. And I'm going to get more bad offers. Yes. I'll send you Eli Manning. He's dead. <laughs> oh, I'll send you Peyton Manning. He's dead too. I'll send you both. That's not helping. <laughs> the, the offers will – people, people – like to incite panic by making low ball offers. You're desperate to get rid of this guy. So I will low ball. No, no, I'm not on a Daryl Henderson, gonna train, but I'm not going to trade him for a third round pick. That's going to end up being some guy. I'm just going to pick a random name. Uh, I'm not going to trade him for a guy. It's going to end up being Reggie Corbin or JJ Taylor. Sorry, yeah. not happening.
0: Yeah. Not happening. Essentially.
1: So, um, so we talked to Okay, so the the whole packer thing. I want to go back really quick to the Aaron Rodgers thing because every team who needs a quarterback is now starting a conspiracy theory that Rodgers is going to be traded there. I already mentioned how Michael Wilbon is saying Rodgers is going to the Bears. I've seen Patriot websites who are now telling me that Aaron Rodgers will be a Patriot.
0: What? Yeah. No. They don't have any money. I mean they they couldn't afford Dalton, how are they going to afford Aaron Rodgers?
1: Yep. Telling you. I'm telling you. I just
0: I don't think he's going anywhere. By I think the way, this on... yeah. Oh, go ahead. This season's so up in the air. Yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen. I can't see a major change like that happening.
1: But you know what is happening? There's report out of Houston that Bill oh, O'Brien has God. made yet another genius move.
0: <laughs> he's going to do something stupid.
1: He's going to give three years and $66 million to left tackle Laramie Tunsil uh... in an offseason where we're not sure there will be a season that follows it. <laughs> He's going to pay $22 million a year. $50 million of this is guaranteed. Oh, my 50 God. 50 out of Who's, $66 million. Who is million. this guy's agent? <laughs> $50 million guaranteed when there may not be a year to play. Does Bill O'Brien think he doesn't have to pay them? Is he think he's going to shut this down like, like a, a small mom and pop restaurant during the outbreak? <laughs>
0: um, he might. He might.
1: He's going to call Larry Tunzel and go, "I'm sorry, dude. I got to furlough you for three weeks." That's not <laughs> how this works. <laughs> that is not how this works.
0: Oh. Speaking to drafting really quick, did you see Cliff Kings- uh, Kingsbury? Uh, Palace. Palace. Did Palace a picture with, that? with a
1: Spartan-esque uh, sacrificial fire pit. <laughs> yep. He looks like he could have pagan rituals out on that thing. It <laughs> fits seventy-five people if they don't social distance. Easily. Well, now we know how he got the job. He went out there and he sacrificed a goat by the moonlight.
0: <laughs> Probably. I was like, oh,
1: I, I, I went to bed. I'm going to be fully honest. I went to bed. I think after like pick six. I was just like so kind of just like grumpy and tired. Because the funny part was and, – and I got to tell this story. So out of fairness to my wife, I said, I'm going to go watch the draft on my laptop in my bedroom. And she was like, okay. I didn't want to clog up the TV. So in the moments leading up to the pick, I'm on the podcaster thread. And I'm like, guys, I'm on a delay. Don't post the pick names until I say something. Sean, okay. Craig, okay. Cinch, Okay. 30 seconds later, the source writes in, uh, Joe Burrow to the Bengals. <laughs> and my clock still has like a minute and a half on it. <laughs> and I'm like, would you please read up? <laughs> we, we, we just we just had a 20-minute conversation about not doing this.
0: Uh, I don't think he scrolls up.
1: He doesn't. He picks up the phone and goes, 36 missed messages. Well, I'm not reading that. And I get it. <laughs> but it's draft night. You know we're talking about the draft.
0: Oh, man. Yeah.
1: So I was just like, screw this. This is not going to be enjoyable for me. I'm just going to freaking bed. I'm finishing my beer, and I'm <laughs> going to bed. So that's what I did. finished my beer, and I went to bed. And I, I woke up this morning, and I had like 107 missed messages and alerts on my phone. It was brutal. Those was weren't brutal. messages,
0: folks. It was probably ESPN.
1: Mostly ESPN. Um, some was Fantasy Pros. I'm um, tied into them. Some was from our Dynasty League. The Dynasty guys were all excited. So... I want to talk a little bit about Justin Herbert cuz I'm surprised I'm not he's surprised he he's a smart went to the Chargers. kid. He's a smart kid. He has Why a 4.0 he,
0: he has a 4.0 degree in biology. Oh, really? Yes.
1: What kind? Like fancy biology or like regular biology? Like is he like a microbiologist specializing
0: in like virus mutations? Maybe. I'm not sure what level of biology, but
1: So, so he's going
0: to the Chargers. Yes. So, my
1: reaction to that is meet the new boss just younger than the old boss. <laughs> he's the same guy. He's got a cannon arm, he's ultra competitive from what I hear, and his decision making is good on the field, but he is he does he doesn't make mistakes, but he can be outwitted so to speak. That's what I'm hearing about him. And that's Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is go out there, here's the play, I'm going to snap the ball, look for the guy I think is most likely to catch it and throw. Right. The problem is there are times where Phillip Rivers threw the ball when no one was likely to catch it, Durr. except a member
0: of the other team. That did happen. That a lot. That did happen.
1: A lot. So to me, this is just and, – and here's the thing. Here's my point on this. The Chargers cannot afford a development, a two- or three-year development with this kid. They can't afford to do what they did with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. They can't do this – I'm trying to think of another good example of where they gave a guy a year or so to develop that actually ended up working out in recent history. Well, Aaron Rodgers played behind Favre for two full seasons, but you you can't do that. And the reason you can't do it is because, number one, you traded your franchise. you, You let your franchise quarterback walk to bring this kid in. And number two, you are in L.A. in a brand new stadium where 97% of the local people
0: could not give two shits about you playing there. Well, here's here's one thing, though. Did they let him walk away because they were assuming they were going to get Tom Brady?
1: I don't care why they thought they let him walk away. They, they, they let him walk away because they were done with him. They wanted to change a quarterback. You just changed cities. You're opening a new stadium, and you have zero fan support. Zero fan support in L.A. None. The, the people, if you get, if I held up three pairs of tickets, a Dodgers night game, a Lakers night game, oh, I won't even go Lakers because Lakers tickets are impossible. A Clippers night game, <laughs> or a primetime game on television against the team of your choosing. Kansas City's coming to town. People would not take the Chargers tickets. People would rather see the Dodgers or the Clippers
0: or the LA Kings.
1: Or the LA. Yeah, you know what? There you go. You want to make this really extreme LA Kings? I got tickets to watch eSports. You want to watch (laughs) E-Nascar? Right now, those tickets would go ahead. No one cares about the Chargers in LA.
0: No, they should have stayed in San Diego.
1: Exactly. But now you're in a spot. You've drafted the future in a new stadium you're sharing with the Rams. You need to make a splash this year. You need to make noise. Or you're not going to draw any fans. You have got to find a way to make yourself appealing to the LA fan base. You can't take time with this. I don't think Justin Herbert is ready for prime time.
0: No, he needs. I he needs a year, I think.
1: And they don't have a year to give him. Here's the
0: I'm going to give you a list of Oregon quarterbacks that went in the first round. You oh, tell me God. where you think Justin is on this list. I know
1: Mariota's on this list.
0: All right, so 1955. George Shaw. The Hall of Famer? Went to Baltimore. The Colts. Okay. 1987, Atlanta. Chris Miller. Oh, my God. Remember Chris Miller? (laughs) 1999, possibly the worst pick ever. Achilles Smith, Cincinnati. I didn't know he went to Oregon. Okay. Yep. 2002, Detroit. Joey Harrington.
1: Wow. I forgot Joey Harrington.
0: 2015, Tennessee. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota. (laughs)
1: Listen, Oregon is a fantastic school for football, fantastic. But you know, you just read a list of of all guys who were really, on some level, highly praised coming out of college who amounted to absolutely nothing, except George Shaw. Wasn't George Shaw in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I can look that up. He might. I'm be. looking it up right now. Oh, all right. George Shaw was an American football quarterback. He was. Uh, college, he played for the Colts, yep. the Giants, the Vikings, and the Broncos. Oh, oh, dear.
0: The Denver Broncos?
1: His Wikipedia page has one paragraph on his career, so I'm guessing he did not do that well. Uh, uh, He suffered a broken leg in 1956 and was replaced by a rookie backup in Baltimore. Do you know the name of that quarterback?
0: What was the name of that quarterback?
1: Johnny Unitas.
0: Really? Wow.
1: He got Wally Pipped.
0: <laughs> now there's a haircut you can set your watch to.
1: Yeah, Johnny United's haircut. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know who Wally Pip is, you really should because it's actually very good history. Wally Pip was the first baseman for the New York Yankees who wasn't feeling well one day. So when he got to the clubhouse, he said to the manager at the time, um, "Coach, you probably want to sit me out just for today. I- I'm-, I'm not feeling good." And he said, "All right, we're going to put the backup in." That backup's name was Lou Gehrig. Oh, poor Wally. Wally Pipp never started <laughs> another game for the New York Yankees. <laughs> and I know that for a fact because Lou Gehrig will play like 2,000 of them in a row. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: And that, and that's, you know, I, I remember when I was in high school, I was a statistician for our high school baseball team one year, and uh, somebody failed to hustle on a, a routine ground ball that ended up getting muffed, and a kid got thrown out by a heartbeat. But if he had busted his butt down the line, he would have been safe. And when he got back to the dugout, the manager uh, coach for our high school team just turned around the front step and said, who can tell me who Wally Pip is? And the captain of the team stood up and basically said, what I just said, and he went, Wally Pip wouldn't have run that out either. And he turned back around and the <laughs> message was just crystal freaking clear. <laughs> The next guy up, the guy sitting on the on bad circle, listening to this little speech, he goes in there. He hits this tiny dribbler that rolls right back to the pitcher. And this kid runs down the first baseline. Like he is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he is not going to get yelled at for lack of hustle. And the pitcher obviously hadn't heard the speech. He was like, why the hell is this guy running so fast? So he ran up to the ball and threw the ball. and got him just got of by a hair, but he's put the name Wally Pip in style and spirit yeah, and stills fear. In players, wait, you know, don't get Wally pipped. That's right. George Shaw got Wally pipped. Don't get Wally pipped. <laughs> that's you know, it's a little different because Wally was like, Wally voluntarily took himself out of the lineup that day. He did, but you know,
0: it's but, it's hey, a different thing. That's what happens. It's fate.
1: Yeah. So, so all right. So, fantasy football. Presuming we have a full season, you have to pick one of the four quarterbacks that went yesterday. Who are you taking?
0: Well, you already know I'm going to take Burrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got to go Burrow, too. I'll say this, too, before we get before we get to final thoughts. The the one guy that glares at me as ready for prime time on this list, even mm. if we do have a shortened – is CeeDee Lamb.
0: Yeah, Lamb is, he's, he's going and he's to, in
1: Dallas. He's going to Dallas. He, I mean, Jerry Jones might just hand him the key to the city now. I
0: wish when it got to pick 16 – who was before? Uh, who was before Dallas?
1: I'd have to look it up. Hold on a second.
0: Let me see. Uh, hold on. They were pick seventeen, so pick sixteen was the Falcons. They
1: took the. Uh, they took Terrell.
0: They did the cornerback. Yeah. When that went through, I would have loved to have seen Jerry Jones's face when he realized that Ceedee Lamb was still there, because no one thought he was going to drop past like ten.
1: But you know what? He had to know One, the moment that Denver at fifteen took Jerry Judy, because Atlanta was not drafting Whiteout. Atlanta's nope. got so many and holes. Then, the only thing they could not take was Whiteout.
0: Right, and the Raiders took uh, Rugs.
1: Yes, yeah. I, I I'm I'm shocked that he, he. I'm not shocked that he fell. I'm shocked that Rugs went before him. I wasn't shocked that Judy did. Judy just. I I've watched some tape on Jerry Judy, and again, I'm no expert on college football. I just watch what's on TV. Jerry Judy reminds me so much of Randy Moss. The way he runs route, the way he can catch over his shoulder, the way he battles for a ball and uses his size. He just reminds me physically of Randy Moss.
0: And just so you know, folks, Randy Moss's son is in the draft.
1: Yeah, he's still out there,
0: right? Tight end. He's a tight end. He's a big dude. Mostly I mean, a blocking tight end, but still, you need those.
1: I mean, Ruggs was the number three wide receiver on... Um, Mel Kuiper's list, and he went first of the three. But, you know, I, I, I honestly, if you said to me right now, the season is starting November 1st, we're going to play eight games and then a playoff, but and you have to take a rookie, I probably would go with C.D. Lamb. I yeah. think he's going to have instant chemistry, I and we already know Dak Prescott doesn't give a shit about the social distancing rules. C.D. Lamb's probably already sleeping on his couch.
0: <laughs> probably.
1: So... Let's move on to the final thoughts. Craig, sure. what do you got for us
0: this week? Um, You know, if you're if you're watching the draft, you know, just have fun with it because it is the only live sport thing we have right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And pay attention to who goes in later rounds.
1: Oh, yes. Like, I mean,
0: really later rounds. Because as we six, all know, seven. you know, yep. Tom Brady went in, what, rounds? Five ten, or seven. Seven, what, five? TJ Hushimazada went in round Seven. So, and he yeah. won. He helped win me many, many fantasy games. So,
1: Tom Brady was pick number one ninety nine. He was a compensatory pick in the sixth round. Sixth round and a compensatory pick. Just keep that in mind, folks.
0: Yep, you never know. You never you know.
1: Never know. Um, and and because we've we've issued the uh, the name Tom Brady, I'll make Tom Brady my final thought too. <laughs> Tom, I must talk directly to you because, again, I know you listen to the show.
0: Britt just took off his glasses.
1: Not yet. (laughs) Tom, you're in a new place now. You need to get used to the local customs. Boston is not the same as Tampa. You've already been kicked out of a park for violating the park closure. And then we found out this week that you wandered into the wrong house looking for Byron Lefwich. (laughs) You need need to... it's not the same universe, brother. You've got to get in there and start behaving like you're somewhere new. I know you're not a big fan of like quote, air quotes starting over kind of stuff. You have a regiment. You've got to be you're not you're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy.
0: <laughs> can you Can you imagine he went into that random person's house, right? Yep. Let's hypothetically say that person didn't know who Tom Brady was. He didn't right? recognize him. He admitted that. He did or didn't?
1: He didn't. He said he it took him like forty five seconds to a minute afterwards where he was like, Wait a minute, was
0: that? But imagine like if this if this person like grabbed a board with a nail in it and like hit him in the head. Well, according to the guy whose house it was,
1: the only reason the door was unlocked is because he's trying to sell the house, and the realtor said he was sending people over to look at the house. Oh. So when Brady walked in, he thought it was somebody who was interested in buying his house, and then he saw Brady drop two bags of equipment, (laughs) which is what he was doing. He was dropping off stuff that that Leftwich was going to hold on to him. for. I don't know why Leftwich would want it, but he was bringing it over for his coach to look at – to hold on to some equipment so they could work out at, at some point in the near future, and that was when the guy was like, who are you? And and Brady's reaction was, am I in the wrong house? Is this not Byron's house? <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, you're looking for Byron? He lives next door. and He apologized. I mean, Brady was nice about it, but <laughs> you know, oh, can man. you imagine? So now you're Byron Lefwitch. Your front door opens and Tom Brady walks in and goes, oh, man, I am off to a rough start in this goddamn town. <laughs> I got to apologize to your neighbor. What, Tim? Yeah, I just walked in on Tim. <laughs> I mean, how do you, how do you not just drop dead laughing at that? If I'm sure he didn't did laugh at that. I, I hope he did. I really do. Because, you know, you now we'll see what happens, but we almost made an entire episode without invoking the name of the evil one, but we we're we're there. So, um, <laughs> well, in the meantime, listen, to, uh, wherever you listen to us, please leave us a review. Uh, we are going to do another Facebook live, uh, probably sometime in the beginning of May, mid May. Um, I enjoyed doing it. I'll tell you this right now, Craig. I was exhausted. Yeah. Dead tired. It is so much harder to do a live broadcast than it is to do a podcast.
0: It is. It is.
1: I have to worry about how I look. I'm reading yeah. chat yep. comments.
0: I'm brutal. You gotta look around a lot.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I've done, I've done some low-level YouTube broadcasting for sporting events. I, but that's I've just done,
0: audio, right? You're not.
1: Well, I'm, I'm managing cameras. I, so, so at the curling club where I, I play, we have a broadcasting setup, and the commentator can control the camera angles and has to manage the chat. But there, but curling,
0: you're not on camera.
1: No. Curling has pauses. Much like like the 30 or 40 seconds between pitches in a baseball game, there's these brief pauses in between shots takes about 30 or 40 seconds all told from, you know, end of one shot to the delivery of the next one. People got to get in place, you know, discussion happened, all that stuff. There's breaks there. When you're doing the live broadcast where you're just talking about football, there's no breaks. I'm looking, I'm making sure that the camera's working. I'm going over to look at the chat. I'm looking at the timer to make sure we don't go over. It was exhausting, mentally exhausting, but I loved it. And, uh, and my mother-in-law loved it. My mother-in-law called me to say that she enjoyed watching us um, and that she wants oh. to know when we're going to do it again because she's going to watch it again. I think her exact words were, I didn't know any of the people they were talking about, but they just seemed to be so excited I couldn't help but like it. Okay, I'll take it. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. So, uh, but leave us a review. Wherever you listen to us, leave us a review. We will try to be back next week. Enjoy the rest of the draft like Craig said. Um, and uh, we'll start working on Craig and I, we, and, and and once again, folks, if you're tuning in to us for dynasty advice, you're better off putting your ear to the wall and listening to your pipes. Uh, we are not <laughs> dynasty experts. We're still we are bad it out. We're we're not we're not naturals at dynasty. We are not dynasty naturals. So uh, you know we will probably discuss a little bit of dynasty, but if if you're looking for a tiebreaker on an opinion, you're better off asking your cat than asking either me or craig when it comes to dynasty we're daily we are short-term day traders folks (laughs) short-term investors that's our expertise so but in the meantime we thank you for listening to us go have a safe and wonderful week continue to take care of yourself and each other until then my name is Britt. i'm craig and we are the football fig nuts (laughs) podcast